hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. curse you i hate this energy already Ooh. all right what's happening <laughs> Ooh, i curse you to only eat at one restaurant for the rest of your life for the rest what of is my it whole days oh god yeah for the rest of my days one restaurant mm-hmm. it's got to be something Ooh, tex-mex just one. oh god <laughs> it's, it has to be oh it has to, maybe I los amigos i don't know for the rest of my life it's such a commitment rest I like, of your life i love living in america because we get a variety of foods please don't make me do this i hate mm, that no i i choose to dine on on elves for the rest of my life just like you elves just like you i'm gonna eat you I'm an, I, was that the ooh, voice? Been, okay, <laughs> we're establishing now uh-huh. that I'm ooh, an elf uh-huh. wizard. You're a, a shitty, a shitty elf wizard. Mm, yeah. Why don't you go do something uh, practical so with just your magic eating instead my of hanging around me? Well, you know what? This is an internship. That's <laughs> an internship is what annoy one guy. Oh my god! I can't believe they didn't filter you out in the hiring process. They didn't ask mm. you, uh, Wizbuzz. Whatever the fucking <laughs> equivalent is. <laughs> no, I had a reference. Oh, and his, my dad got nepotism. Me in. Oh, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going Los Amigos. Internship. Los Amigos Taqueria. That's I know. I know. It's, I mean, it's just variety. It's quick. It's not that expensive. I mean, the problem is you pick something nice, something really expensive. Trap. You got to pay for that shit still. Mm. Trap. 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 Yeah, I think that's a pretty good, like a burrito place is pretty good. Yeah. I could still get a salad. I I don't know. The, I, I feel like places that have a huge variety. Golden Corral. Are not great. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Corral. <laughs> no one's making Golden Corral its... out here. It's known for its, it's known for its cotton candy. Is that what, are they fucking known <laughs> for? I don't know what they're known for other than like having all the bad things that are bad Did for they, you. Are, are they the one with the chocolate fountain? I think maybe that's maybe what I'm I thinking think of the chocolate, the chocolate fountain, fountain people. From the yeah. people that bought you a whole bin of, of cheddar cheese to dump on those nachos comes <laughs> fucking chocolate I, fountain. Get in there. Chocolate chocolate fountain, I imagine Honey Boo Boo and her like family just sticking their hands, mm-hmm. their mitts into it and going, oh, oh good oh, chocolate. Oh, yeah. Let me just lick my hand and then put it back for seconds. Like that's what Ugh, I imagine. Gross. That's or people putting in like fried chicken, which the flavor Fucking profile nice. would be bad. I mean, just pouring it on on their like bowl of mac and cheese just to see what's up. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to hear a quick uh, food story? Sure. Uh, I got. Uh, we went to a restaurant like American style, um, and I wasn't that hungry, so I just got some chicken wings. Yeah, which were honey miso. Mm. pretty good flavor Mm -hmm. comes out it has like white pill shaped things on it huh and i 
to, like wave the waitress back being like what's this what's this what's <laughs> going on <laughs> what's this what are we doing why, here? why does it look why like someone my spilled, wings spilled tic-tac. have lice oh lice it, it looked weird and so she, she was like and let me go ask the chefs goes back comes back and goes so that's puffed rice Okay. And I don't know why they did it. Is, cri- is Rice Krispies, <laughs> is just loose Rice Krispies fancy now? Is that a fancy treat? It did not add a single thing other than confusion to my meal. Huh. Why? Maybe you're not fancy enough to understand. Did Maybe. you ever consider that? Yes. Did you ever consider that you're the problem? I feel like I in life, all the time, both you and I need to stop and think, am I the problem? Just a little <laughs> more. Just a little <laughs> more. A- am I the problem? <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm never the problem i'm never the problem <laughs> i feel like i get in my head and i'm like am i the problem here and it's like clearly i'm not the problem no it's always the one person and they know who they are they know who they are and they're for- forcing and you to choose one restaurant yeah so that here guy. in segment city yeah by the way every restaurant in segment city tgi fridays fuck dude why do i live <laughs> here this is some bullshit yeah. What is Segment City in oh, middle wow. America? I hate this. It's in the middle of uh, inner space. I don't know. <laughs> it's the middle of the collective unconscious. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Segment City, a podcast in which me, Will Kane, who is the, uh, I don't know, the mayor of inner space. Oh, and I'm Theo Sapakos, uh, the, the regional manager of this TGI Fridays. And uh, I'm sorry to tell you we're all out of Rice Krispies. <laughs> And we'll never get a refill. We'll never get a refill. There is, is actually like, there's actually a rice crispy. Sorry, yeah. Go do the thing. No. <laughs> go do the thing. Okay. I shouldn't. Oh, I gotta do business yeah, now. Yeah, so business hold the goose. Go hold the goose. This is a podcast in which Theo and I dumpster dive the way through the internet. We get the good comedy morsels from like Amazon, Wikipedia, and stuff. When we bring them to you, it's fun comedy. Yeah comedy what were you talking about race you heard about you're now this is a tangent you ever you heard right now that there's a, a dijon mustard shortage you heard that yet what hold, hold on to your dijon there's a dijon mustard <laughs> shortage right now oh shit dude. Just spreading mass panic across spreading the gold uh-huh across, i'm here to fear monger to say much it's, it's a real fact that that there is uh dijon mustard shortage but i don't think we should lose our marbles just yet about it i have multiple questions yeah, that did, you probably don't know you, the answer did to. Did you but buy just say Dijon mustard do. futures? Is my main question because you'd be a rich boy right now. <laughs> Hot demand. Mm, mm, I thought about it. Oh, you thought I said, about it. Because no. <laughs> you down on the stock the... bar. I got four on Dijon. Four on Dijon. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know what? I'm gonna go just very conservative. Yellow mustard. Yellow mustard. Just say oh, nice. No. <laughs> nice yellow mustard. Everyone's like, Dave, you are just a fuddy duddy. <laughs> I'm going for spicy this, brown. This cutthroat world of Dijon and spicy ground and poupon. You'll never make it. Is it just Dijon or is it other mustards as well? Is I think there it's a thing just. On- I think it's Dijon. It's got something. It's got something to do with France. It's got something to do with France. <laughs> oh, the region. I don't down. have. I don't have a lot of information for you, but that's you've pretty much mined everything you're going to get out of me because that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me, I, I can't believe you don't know every single intimate so detail, every player, every location yeah. in this uh, grand conspiracy. I went, I, went, I went deep on A1. So you want A1 How? facts? Here <laughs> big, we go. Big A1? Big A1. Big A1 guy. Here's the thing. Um... What, every single commercial I've ever seen for A1 comments about how hard it is to get A1 out of the bottle. <laughs> so you got to take a power tool to the, bo- to the bottom of that bottle. You got to slam it. 
You have to say it. I once saw an uh, advertisement for A1 in a movie theater before the movie. Wild. Wild. You think anybody, you think anybody <laughs> think was sitting it. there watching the commercial and was like, you know what? I don't even want to see this movie. I want to go drink some A1. Yeah, I'm, I want some A1. I want some A1. A1 is a very liquidy substance. It's not like the thickest. Sometimes you'll get a bottle. I feel like ketchup is more, it's like the bottle shape yeah. more than, because like A1, whenever I have it, it's super soupy. So I don't know what the I, fuck they're I talking about. I don't about. know what they're talking about either. I also think A1 controls an interesting market, a place in the market, because they're like, listen, we know that steak you're eating is not high class. We know it's just a regular cut of meat. And we made this special sauce for not the fancy beef, just the middle of the road beef. Yeah, just to kind of cover up the flavor a little bit. Right, right, right. That, that being said, I mean, I, li- I like A1. I'm being aware I like A1, A1 as well. It's, it's one of those things that like, your dad just like has on, has he's on like, yeah, I want, I yeah, want some A1 in my steak. And you're like, can I have, is like, that just what we dip it in? Can you pass that over, please? It's like au jus. Have you ever had where you just kind of douse a bunch of liquid over now, like the what's thinnest the sandwich, water? What's the sandwich that comes with the jus that you're supposed to dip? Dip it's the sandwich. The dip in. and sandwich. Yeah, but what's what's the cut of, is it, a, it's like sliced, is it roast oh. beef? Is it roast beef? Like a a roast beef sandwich? Sirloin steak? I don't is know. Is it? <laughs> I, I hate the sandwich dip. I cannot stand the sandwich dip. Do you want a soggy piece of bread in your mouth with some loose meat floating around in that jus? I hate that. Theo? Yeah. I 100% agree. Thank God. It's not good. (laughs) It's It's not good. They give you a hot liquid to dump bread into so it'll dissolve. Right. And then you come back and then you have a wet bite. You have have a wet bite. You have to rush it. Yeah. You have to like, oh, I don't want this to go hard. on Like it's going to drip everywhere because au jus is not very, like the dipping sauce is liquidy. It's not even good. It's not even good sauce. That just brings us to the downfall of Quiznos. Now, for my <laughs> TED Talk. <laughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. This is how Quiznos dunked themselves in juice. And oh, by juice, I mean oh. dead. Oh, Quiznos. Okay, this is just turned into a, a Will Asks. Yeah. Because uh, you know, why not? Or let's yep. just flow with it. Uh, what's the best sauce? What the best sauce f- for anything? Yeah, in general. Like your favorite sauce. Uh, well... I'm I'm resident hot sauce guy, so I feel like I'm pretty you obligated are. to say hot sauce in this context. You gave me some hot sauce, and hey. I had some of it. It's really good. Hey, we love to hear it. I did the, I did underestimate the consistency. Going, it back is to very liquidy. Like, it is very liquidy. It, yeah, I definitely like poured a bunch, and it fell everywhere, like yeah. on my chip. Yeah. And all over <laughs> like, and oh like, no! Oh. oh fuck! Yeah, this one but, was a thinner, a thinner, thinner sauce. But yeah, I'm resident hot sauce guy, so I I got to stick with my product. Make some hot sauces. Um, I found so actually that hot sauce that I made you the secret ingredient in that hot sauce is actually a different hot sauce. There's hot sauce Wait. in that hot sauce, which is <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> so I made I made that hot sauce and it wasn't spicy enough. And I have this hot sauce in my fridge, which is like comically spicy, like it's like stupidly spicy. You would never put it on uh. any food. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm I'm never gonna use this hot sauce in any context. But I was like, wait, I can use it as just a spice agent within mm. other sauces so i'm finding a Thinks use for out. it yeah yeah that's, yeah you're becoming a salsa like a, a hot sauce scientist yeah, which is interesting little, yeah soon you're gonna be on a tv show or a documentary with the little tag theo sapakos i'm gonna be like that expert be like that one guy who's like down in south carolina and, and breeds peppers and just like is like yeah so i made it you know that one that i said was the spiciest one ever last year i fucking did it bigger guys I I did, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> 
It's bigger. It's better. That was wasn't that on. Um, there's a Netflix show that was like We Are the Champions, where people just do like crazy competitions. Yeah, and he he was like, so uh, they said that this one. I forget which one's the spiciest. It's uh, it's it like was a, like the the uh, Carolina Reaper a little while ago, but I think yeah, they've done bigger than that at this point. Oh yeah, he, but this was him like debuting it right. at a competition, right. being like. This is twice as spicy as that because <laughs> yeah. he looks exactly as you expect, and he's just like, "Go, you're gonna shit yourself." Here you go, and then the, <laughs> the people are just like, "Oh, oh, this is bad." I think most um, people in the world don't realize that the spiciest peppers we have in circulation have only existed for like the past five years, five or ten years, and they're entirely human modified organisms. Like mm-hmm. we have bred, we have. There's actually just like one dude who's been breeding hotter and hotter peppers. Uh, so like nature, nature didn't go this deep. This is like, this is like the fucking Jurassic park of the animal, of the food (laughs) kingdom, of the vegetable kingdom. It's like, well, the people have gotten bored of the regular dinos. We need to breed a spicier dino. (laughs) Your pepper scientists were so busy asking if they could, they didn't ask if they should make the spiciest pepper. We put up walls around this pepper. What's that going to do? What do do you, it's not trying to escape. It's just going to kill you if you eat it. Now the lawyer has died on the toilet. <laughs> Not ex- from T-Rex, His bottom from exploded. From exploding. I'm going to say, hmm, I mean, ketchup's pretty good. Ketchup's pretty good. That's a that's a nostalgic favorite, but I don't know if it, like, it's an all it time, work It's an all-time great. It's in the pantheon. I think in terms of the most sacrifice I've done for a sauce... I've been, I got this like nice fancy chipotle mayo okay. that I've been putting on every sandwich I make. Yeah, that's I've good realized stuff. That's good stuff. It's, it kind of gives me tummy aches. It's worth it. It kind of d- doesn't, <laughs> yeah, <worth> it is <laughs> exactly right. It. Yeah. it gives me tummy aches. It also, it is not friendly coming out. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> like, maybe it you is should a experiment, for me, but maybe it's you should great. experiment with brands at this point because maybe it's some active ingredient in there. It's not actually the pepper that's doing it to you. Mm. It might be a yeah. Maybe it has a little too much pepper. In if it, my hot sauces aren't aren't doing it for you, then I aren't making your mm. tummy queasy. Then I would doubt that a spicy mayo would make it queasy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh-huh. I went too hard on the spicy <laughs> mayo. I guess. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm fucking too hard here, dude. That's it's because it's like baby's first spicy thing like my I dad know, can eat chipotle mayo and <laughs> my mom like, my mom is like "Ooh, this is a kick and i'm like mom this is not a kick. i'm <laughs> sorry to tell you nothing this is nothing but anyway hopefully your next segment is a kick well something that pairs well with a kick is a fried chicken sandwich and uh this one comes to us this article the takeout we're swinging by takeout thank you takeout for Ooh. always providing us good content this uh article is titled of course starbucks chicken sandwich failed of course it did Surprise, surprise, just last month, Starbucks finally threw its hat into the chicken sandwich ring with chicken, Ugh. maple, butter, and egg sandwich. No. No, wait. I'm sorry. Chicken, maple, butter, and mm-hmm. egg. Oh, baby. Okay, you know what? Uh, maple butter, you, you talk. Challenge. You know what? My inner Canadian is really <laughs> just coming out now because that maple butter sounds pretty fucking sweet. Pretty good. If it wasn't from Starbucks, I would be more yeah. into it. Yeah. Uh, it continues. When I tasted upon its debut, I was underwhelmed at best, not to mention confused. Why would Starbucks need to add chicken to its menu at this point? Well, apparently the higher ups asked themselves the same question because today reports that after just five days on the menu, Starbucks pulled the chicken sandwich for, quote, failing to meet its standards for quality, unquote. <laughs> hey, guys, 
It's only been in circulation for five days. You can only blame yourselves for that one. I don't know who else you're... I don't know. We've been doing this for years and sometimes the quality slips. No, it's been five days. It's been five days. This is like if they had like, you know what? We're going to give James a chance on the tractor. He's going (laughs) to... We're going to let him go on the tractor. And then James just absolutely goes apeshit for like five days. And they're like, you know what? We shouldn't have given James access to the tractor. (laughs) James? Oh, you mean James, who's seven years old? Oh, yes, we should yeah. have never put him on the tractor. You know what? We got to work him young, though. Uh, the article continues. When I ordered this item, it was obvious from the start that I was getting what I was getting into was not the best quality. The chicken patty looked like something out of my middle school cafeteria, soggy and mushy from Starbucks prep process and formed into a shape oh. that signals, quote, this is pink slime in patty form, not chicken. So, so why would Starbucks even put out something so low quality to begin with if it's the reason if that's the real reason it was pulled? According to today, I guess today.com, the sandwich mm-hmm. uh, not only lacked flavor and texture, but also left a bad taste in people's mouths on the way back up. Social media reports Ugh. and posts on the site Iwaspoisoned.com <laughs> <laughs> reported that the sandwich made some people sick. I need to click through to Iwaspoisoned.com just really fast. <laughs> I can't uh, believe you did. I'm going there. To, I was poison. poisoned. It's just like com. it's just like a Twitter feed of people posting about things that they think got them sick. Yeah, this is a weird website. Uh, is it hosted by an ah. official? Like here's here's, an, here's <laughs> an example of a of a post from nine hours ago. Was hungry about 10:30 a.m. 17th July. Stopped by, bought some chicken stripes. Fried biscuit sweet tea. After I okay. ate, my stomach immediately began to hurt. Had to return and ask to use bathroom <laughs> because I began to have diarrhea. About 30 minutes later, I had to rush to the bathroom again and through the evening. Uh, it's now 18th and stomach still in pain periodically. And then it's tagged uh, Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen in Broad Street, Elizabeth, New Jersey, USA. I gotta tell you, if you're braving the wilds of Popeye's, your stomach has to be fucking braced regardless of food poisoning. Like, that food is just going <laughs> to yes. destroy you. It, I once went to a KFC. Um, this is, spe- like, I think it was a little bit more down south. It was, like, in Maryland or something. And I remember biting into a piece of popcorn chicken, mm-hmm. and it was raw. Yikes. And I, and I, I was absolutely just, like, ready to go vomit. It was... Ugh. Ugh. But anyway, this is, apparently this is a crowdsourced. It's crowdsourced. Thing. It's just like, like a, it's just like an active live feed of people posting that they feel sick. It looks like somebody's school project. Like right. I, I've it seen does. this it website. Right. Uh, yeah. This is this is wh- funny. What a wild place. <laughs> I feel like there's some content here. We just got to revisit it later. I was poisoned.com. I was poisoned.com. I do love the gradient on the top bar. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, Represent- representatives of Starbucks deny that this is a health-related recall, saying that the sandwich was cooked, frozen, shipped, and then reheated at locations where it was sold, which should take care of foodborne illness. While meant to be reassuring, just hearing that process out loud, cook, freeze, ship, reheat, serve, is an indicator as to why this thing failed. Why that system is good is all well and good for the product we've come to expect for fast food egg breakfast sandwich, for instance. There's one key step missing from Starbucks setup that you need the perfect situation, perfect chicken sandwich, a fryer. Obviously. Mm, yeah. So why, 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 why does Starbucks, why Starbucks? <clears throat> they can't even do like previously frozen croissants right. 
Like they're always a little bit weird. Like I'm every, always everything. I'm, I'm even a little dubious of like the muffin on the counter because I know yeah, it's, they, they it's just going to be right. like it's going to be like a ball of oil. Like so, let's take chicken. Yeah, which is uh one of the mo- like you got to do it right. If you do it, you got to like cook right. it all the way through. For a company that doesn't know how to cook jack shit, Starbucks is not known for uh any form of kitchen usage. They're not known for you, that. No, you go there for coffee and pastries. That you go is, there for coffee and, and mostly like a sugar and caffeine dispensary is what we what we came to rely them on. All right, so yeah. know know your know your lane, know your yeah. zone, stay in your lane. It's my advice to Starbucks. Five well, days. That, I bet five you. Days. I bet you. If you and I launched a fried chicken sandwich, we could make it go for more than five days. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I bet who you. Would be your I bet you. If you and I opened a fried chicken stand, like a lemonade stand, on the side of the street, we could sell more of these things than a single Starbucks location did in its lifetime of five days. I would I'm be gonna, willing to bet because we could make a quality product. <laughs> we are not. If you saw t- two grown men, hey, you wanna, men, hey man, you want some red? Come on With over here. Old wooden, <laughs> like Charlie Brown therapy booth, like Listen, <laughs> terrible ramshackle. No, I'll, like, you want some fried chicken, <laughs> hey, young man? And then, like, no, I'm good. I don't think we could if we had a storefront. No, I'm we, gonna run the shack, and then you're gonna, <laughs> uh, and then shack. you're gonna, you're gonna get one of those pointy signs that you wave and flip around over your head, and everyone's gonna be like, oh, this, this is a legit operation. You're only thinking about that. You want to train me in like everything, everywhere. I want you to be a dancing monkey and I want to open a fried chicken stand. Both of these (laughs) things lead me to the conclusion that we could do it. I do think that you could probably have a killer fried chicken. I think you could do probably do fried chicken pretty good. But if it's in a a rusty shack, I'm going to add the adjective rusty. Because that's what I imagine. Yeah. With a, 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 a large band just flipping a sign around going, <laughs> who wants it? Who wants it? Because that's what I would do. Uh-huh. And then people come in and they're like, yeah, I would be like, get the, get the hot Nashville chicken. That'll, it makes you shit. It makes you shit <laughs> real bad. It, but it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. They're like, I'm good, actually. Do you I'm think like, that if a, a big man on the street told you, get this sandwich, it'll make you shit, but it's worth it? I feel like that's the <laughs> ultimate sell. I feel like that no, man knows. It's a terrible sell. That man knows. He's a big man. I should say that I'm biased because I have IBS. I got that irritable <laughs> bowel syndrome. It's so not everything chicken makes sandwich shit. related. Now, I would counterpoint your uh, rusty shack uh, argument with saying that near both of our houses exists a barbecue place, which is literally a rusty shack on the side of the road. <laughs> it is. And every time I pass out, I go, it's, oh my God, it smells, it smells so, good. so good. And there's always a oh. crowded line of people there. And I've gotten it from, gotten chicken from there or not for, I've gotten, gotten food. It? I've gotten food from there. Pretty good. Pretty good barbecue. Pretty legit. There's just nowhere to park everybody. It is no, on along a like major, it's kind of major road, but it has, it's like a four lane. Like yeah, it's, it's two, a rough two lanes that, like going the other, you know. Uh, don't um, worry about it though, to- <laughs> because people always treat the inner lane like it's another row of parking to just double park people in. Oh yeah, the fucking they just put on. Anyways, this is this is a local rant. This is, this is a <laughs> this local is rant. Bit. <laughs> yeah, they put on the hazard lights to park anywhere. <laughs> All right, but anyway, I'm ready to a, vacate this vacate this segment, much like that lane. Lovely food news, and oh, what's this? Whoa. Coming in, more food news. Whoa. This is this is food news with Will. And you know what? This I gotta get a drink after okay. reading this article. I'm gonna just before, getting, before reading this article. 
Yes, because I think it's going um, to, I know it's going to make my mouth dry. Oh, okay. Reese's, Reese's. Peanut, peanut butter cups stuffed with, what do you think that's stuffed with? I want you to say it because I think I've eaten it. Potato chips? I've eaten this. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Holy shit. Are being spotted in the wild like they're Pokemon. I have eaten two of these cups. Are you, are you, okay. Of your own volition or did somebody hand one to you? Uh, someone, we were buying food and there were, it was in a little, little general store in New Hampshire and the cashier said, you should try those PC's, Reese's cups. They're the best thing I've ever eaten. And I said, no doubt. And I bought six of them. <laughs> six? <laughs> I bought six of them. On this one recommendation, you're like, I'll get I'm the entire in. stock. I'm, go- I'm going all in. I'll t- we'll all, take the lot. <laughs> all on red. I'll take oh, the Jesus. lot. Please read your article and then and then interview me, real life person who's eaten these. Oh, Theo, I don't think I could trust any of your culinary <laughs> advice ever again. Oh man! Rumored since last year, the new big cup with bits of salty potato chips are already getting positive feedback. This article is very weird. It was a choice between two like weird, very personal articles. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, where people just kind of have a very instinctual, maybe nostalgic need, because this starts with, my dad has never been a culinary trailblazer. Like, it's a fucking YA where are we novel. Going? Where are we going? Yeah, <laughs> this, where are we going? This is from, by the way, food and wine. I don't know are, if I Are said we that. lurching off into uh, Amazon erotica here? It sounds like <laughs> it. <laughs> my dad has never been a culinary trailblazer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, but one uncommon food he's always advocated for is the chocolate-covered potato chip. Why aren't these easier to find? He'd lament, digging into a bag. His query is justified. They're a delightful mix of salty and sweet, combining two things most Americans can't get enough of. And yet, Mm -hmm. they're never quite broken into the mainstream. I love uh, also the images for this because they just, in case you didn't know what Reese's peanut butter cups were <laughs> or potato chips, they have like a cross. They have Reese's they have cross peanut and on the same thing. Yeah. yeah, they're like cross potato yeah. chips. Uh, but now potato chips combined with chocolate may finally get a bit of national recognition thanks to the mediating aid of peanut butter. Last year, Reese's introduced Reese's Big Cups with pretzels, a larger peanut butter cup with extra room for broken bits of pretzels to be mixed Uh, inside. I would fuck with that. It must have gone well because now, in a similar vein, Reese's is launching Reese's Peanut Butter Cups with potato chips. The... The they have I love when people have like little Twitter posts too, like they have the embedded and this is somebody who has an avatar that is like their dog's face and it's the wokest <laughs> numbers muncher. Okay. And I have no idea what that is. And <laughs> they're just like it sounds like a celestial being, like <laughs> I'm the, like, <laughs> like an Elton Ring <laughs> yeah. character. Loathsome Reese's peanut butter cup eater. <laughs> Uh, today just got a whole lot better. The Reese's peanut butter cup with potato chips have arrived. Oh my god! I don't know what that person sounds like, but that it is a very like horny got, sound. You just got sweat on me. You leaned in too close oh, just there, and that. Oh, you know, because I'm very sweaty. Quote: We're on a mission to show the world that everything tastes better with chocolate and peanut butter. I'm gonna say no, no, but some things. Some things. Hershey writes in the production description, I mean, they're biased. 
They're they're actively they, trying to sell it. <laughs> I wouldn't just say like, they're non they're non impartial here. I wonder if there's a CEO who just says like his he's looking out his big window like office and somebody comes in, sir, the, the lights are off, and he's like, Charles, do you think that everything? It tastes better with chocolate and peanut butter. Do you think I could have my chocolate peanut butter kingdom? Everything. Chocolate and peanut butter. What do you think, Charles? I'm just going to turn turn on the lights and leave. Uh, no, sorry, no, sorry, no, to bother, me, sorry to bother Charles. you. Oh, God. He's just rubbing it all over himself. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, so weird. Mission to show everything Hershey writes in a production uh, product description. Quote, this time we mix crispy rippled potato chips right in with our smooth peanut butter, then coated it in rich milk chocolate. In each bite of a Reese's Big Cup with Potato Chips uh, peanut butter cup, that is the longest name and the full official name, you'll taste the chocolate, then the peanut butter, then a curious crunch from the ultimate sweet and salty snack moment. Hmm. We do this for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to decide what kind of snack to have. Our treats have it all. Don't think. Don't think. We've Just done the buy. thinking for you. No, give up your brain. Sweet no or salty. Why not both? Why not both? At the same time, welcome to Hershey Park. <laughs> in the dark. In the dark. <laughs> Hershey Park in the dark is the most threatening <laughs> name in the world. Uh, so, uh... Tell me what questions what questions I can answer for you. Is it so for people like if if it wasn't clear, it's not a whole potato chip. They crunch up like crunch it's it little up. pieces. Fr- and and when they say when they say big cup, it's the same diameter as a Reese's cup, but it's about twice as thick in terms of filling. It's a thick boy mm. cup. It is a big big cup. It's it's a big cup. They want the they want that big cup. That's uh Kind of trying to muscle out, kind of like how double stuff Oreos are like. We want this to be regular Oreos. Yeah, <laughs> I think to a certain extent, and they're this is the same. Like we want you bigger, we want you fatter. Get the yes. big cups, and you also get potato <laughs> chips. Oh, okay. Uh, I will say that if you taste the the, I feel like because peanut butter is salty a little it, bit. It is salty. It's yes, salty a- absolutely, it's salty. If someone handed it to me and I didn't know what I was eating, I would think, oh, Reese's made a crunchy peanut butter filled. Reese's cup like the main surprise element is the textural crunchy difference the, the pieces that are crunchy that I mm. think are quite delightful I think it was really good uh like I don't I don't think it's as innovative as they're making it sound because it's effectively like they could have just done crunchy peanut butter and it would have basically it's, tamed the same I would have been happier because this, it was just it was seeing it in a supermarket. It partial part of it was just the surprise and the, yeah. the subsequent like anger, like, huh, uh, <laughs> just like, like motion mm. shock value. Seeing the little pieces of because it just is the most American thing. It's like whenever KFC comes out with a new product and it's just like we deep fried bacon <laughs> and it's wrapped around chicken that's wrapped around some stuff and wrapped around like it's just the most disgusting thing. I will and say, yet, though, good uh, on them for figuring out what to do with all those tiny little morsels of chips at the bottom of the bag that no one wants. The crumbs. The crumbs. They're, get, they're not going through the trash. And they the should. Crumbs. That's free real estate. Do you think there's like there's a Hershey guy and he's just slipping a 20 to a garbage man? And then like, they, listen, man, through. I got you got those good, good, wise chips. You got those wise chips. You got those uh, Cape Cod chips. Give me those. The Lay's, get me in there. 
I do, I can close my eyes, I can imagine what it tastes like, and it tastes okay. I think it's just the hubris of it. It's the hubris. The fact that they're they're like, we want it all. We want it all. <laughs> no. You don't I like, get it all. I like shocking and delighting you with uh with foiling your culinary your, takes with foiling your exploits by already having eaten the things that you're trying to bring to me i've been you, i have conquered all worlds i have seen all things you, and in this i have become majestic you sit up in your ivory tower with your <laughs> yearly rules where you're like next rules are going to be like babies cannot make any noise in public like that's going to be your next rule and i know it and and yet you're like but this peanut butter cup is delightful like it's a, you can't be a decadent you have to have grapes if you're going to be the emperor you have to have a slave boy like, i am the emperor of rules bring me your trash and i will eat it you can't be the emperor who's just like, get rid of the, the little wrapper. I don't want to eat that. You gave me it with the wrapper and I ate the wrapper. <laughs> You're going to make the wrapper out of out of pretzels. That's fine. But don't give me this nonsense wrapper. It is weird in my mind. I think it's just the concept of having potatoes within uh, a peanut butter. A sweet. Yeah. 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 It, that kind of like, they're like, I can't believe this. But I'm like, cover, chocolate covered pretzels are a Del- thing. Delicious. Peanut They're butter delicious. and, and like, pretzels, delicious. I, I would mess around with that for sure. But that's because I don't know. It's not potatoes. It just—it's <laughs> a little spud, little flavor. But anyway, you know what's gonna be a happy little spud? Your next segment, I guess. Maybe that's a weird way in to the, intro it. In the dark, damp ground, it grows. Oh, your segment. I'm not sure I like that. Uh, Give it to me now. I have for you. Sort of a twist on conspiracy query. Whoa. Kind of. It's mostly just just in, in the news that's kind of about conspiracies. Um, this comes from travelandleisure.com. Uh, it's uh, an article entitled Doomsday Bunkers, Illuminati, and the Apocalypse, Five Wild Conspiracy Theories About the Denver International Airport. Oh, Denver International <laughs> Airport. You've heard of the Denver. In- have you? Have we? I don't. I don't think it maybe has like featured as a thing in a as conspiracy a query. Yeah, I think I I had it in the. Uh, I think I did an Illuminati mm-hmm. conspiracy query, but we didn't dive deep. But there is a lot of because this was a thing that there's I. There's a lot uh, of there's a lot of things going around the Denver. People believe there's a lot going on around the Denver International the, Airport. That was the also it was featured in Inventors Killed by Their Own Inventions. Oh, there you go. Because it killed its it killed its uh, maker. The Blue Stallion, at least, in front of De- the Denver International Airport. Yes, that's airport. one of the things. So, Denver International Airport has some secrets. At least that's what conspiracy theorists on the internet will tell you. <laughs> Built as a replacement for Stapleton Airport near Denver in 1995, DIA has always had its share of nefarious conspiracy theories about it. From the beginning, Colorado Coloradoans have theorized about Ugh. the airport's secret tunnels, clues to Nazi secret societies, and horrifying harbingers of doom hidden in public artwork around the Denver hub. It doesn't help that mm-hmm. even the Denver airport's officials are perfectly willing to fuel these wild ideas about Illuminati bunkers and links to aliens in its own advertising campaigns. Quote, wait, 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 hold the fucking, okay. I thought that was going to be like some, I don't know, flight attendant or somebody is just like, ooh, yeah, it's Illuminati's for sure. Like they joke about it, but this is like, they're like, somebody had to like put in pick out a font uh-huh. to uh-huh. talk about conspiracies uh-huh. about their own airport yeah it's exactly what happened oh. uh quote 
We have a CEO who really embraces the conspiracy ideas. Heath Montgomery, senior public <laughs> information senior public information officer for DIA, told the Denver Post in 2016. We decided a few years ago that rather than fight all of this and try to convince everybody that there's nothing really going on, let's just have some fun with it. <laughs> Any other context in like, especially a modern angle, like terrible. Don't. <laughs> like, if they're just like, you know what? We're just gonna roll with QAnon. That's pretty great. Like, but we're just like, leaning into in it. In this context, it's fun. I just like that there's somebody sitting at the table that was like, so uh, maybe instead of convincing them that there's no Nazis, we just tell them there's some fucking Nazis. What do we? What do you guys think of that? What do you guys think of that idea? You guys said it was a brainstorm. No bad ideas. Now, let me just put on my little tinfoil hat. Uh-huh. Uh, this could be a... This could be a... This could be a psyop, dude. This, this could, could be, be a, a fucking, psy- fucking psyop. Because dude. think about it. If they, It's the uh, perfect crime, dude. It's the perfect... Because they are doing the thing, but they're like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, of course, yeah, there's Nazis down here, and then they make it, like, fun. It's like how the CIA, like, sponsored the spy museum, where they're like, ooh, we do exploding cigars, but, man, you don't know what they've done. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> back to the story. Thanks, Asthma Joe, for that. Uh... <laughs> Even though the airport is mostly funny, make, mostly making fun of its own eccentric and sometimes sinister history, there are still a lot of people who take the rumors seriously. So why are the conspiracy theories about the airport so persistent? It actually doesn't have much to do with the airport itself. According to Psychology Today, many people believe conspiracy theories because of their own desire for meaning, certainty, security, or to maintain their own self-image. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the case of the airport, there has always been quite a few questions about its construction, including why the airport costs so much more, took more time to build, and took more time to build in the first place. Um, I'm going to blame that on incompetence. Um that is weird that they cite like conspiracy. It's just people having a personal problem with the airport. Like, or that's what it kind of sounded like that it's like people, I conspiracy th- theorists are like certain kinds of people, but I feel like this is yeah. mostly because there's like weird, goofy eccentricities right. where people fill in the gap with something nefarious. Exactly. So here's the first, here's the first conspiracy theory that's believed. It was okay. built by the new world order. There are many theories. Oh. There are many theories about who built the Denver airport. One of the most persistent theories was that uh, is that the airport was built by the New World Order with ties to Nazism. The theory even goes so far as to say that the airport's runways are built to resemble a swastika from above. However, looking at photographs of their configuration, the runways don't seem to resemble that shape in particular, unless you're really, really looking for it. It doesn't help that the airport's dedication marker credits an organization called the New World Airport Commission for building it. Ooh, ties. (laughs) (laughs) This may seem like a coincidence, but it was discovered that such an organization doesn't actually exist according to the airport's website itself. People have also noted strange markings on buildings, which they are believed to be connected to with the New World Order as well. In reality, many mysterious building markings are actually references to the Navajo language or periodic table of elements, according to Mental Floss. Still, it seems a little suspicious, right? A little suspicious. And you know what? The New World Order <laughs> is going to be coming at the world, the, the, the governments of the world, and we're going to suplex them. And we're going to body slam <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> The, the New World Order is a like WCW, <laughs> WWF, uh, like a, a group. 
So it's uh, oh when you're like God. the New York World no, Order did that. I was just like the rest of like, like, <laughs> I'm like, is there a big show? Is the big show there? <laughs> Here's a conspiracy number two. The giant blue horse sculpture is a nod to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Hell yeah. The bl- the blue Mustang is also known as Blucifer is the 32-foot <laughs> fiberglass sculpture by artist Luis Jimenez located along Peña Boulevard. It's actually inspired by the sculpture Mustenio at University of Oklahoma, but sinister events surrounding the sculpture have fueled conspiracy theories for years. For one, people point to the statue's glowing red eyes as a nod to the... It is fucking creepy. If you haven't seen this horse, it's a yeah. giant blue horse with glowing red eyes. It's, it's not... not pleasant to look at they had to install that they had to add electricity for yeah the someone made that choice red. uh for one people point to the st- statue's glowing red eyes as a nod to the four horsemen of the apocalypse though the artist once said that the red color is an honor to the of the wild spirit of the american west sure unlikely story it doesn't help that jimenez <laughs> actually died two years before the piece was completed when a piece of the statue fell on him and severed an artery in his leg like you said Mm-hmm. inventors killed by their interventions since then people have been concocting all sorts of wild theories about this horse's purpose mm. just to be creepy and guard the airport you know it is it's they chose for it to be creepy they yeah, didn't they need did. to make it creepy and yeah. they're just kind of like if they also had it like blow out fire or something, <laughs> <laughs> like also but it is that like very on the nose conspiracy thing where it's just like what well, it has red eyes and i'm like i don't know why they did it, but it's I don't think obvious. if it's like supposed to be New World Order or Illuminati shit that they'd yeah. be like, and here's their satanic course, you know, for all Here the satanic know. rituals. Yeah. We didn't bother to hide secret. that. <laughs> all their secret satanic rituals. Hopefully nobody knows about, <laughs> what do you mean you put red eyes on the fucking horse? <laughs> the what? <laughs> what do you They're going to know. We they're going to know. The, man, sh- we're going to go to the pizza place now. Let's go to the basement oh of the God, pizza I place. Can't believe you. Uh, number three, it contains the Illuminati headquarters. In addition to yep. being built by some Nazi New World Order, uh, rumors abound about the many unmarked buildings and underground areas on the airport's property. This theory may have stemmed from the time capsule buried on the property, which bears symbols from the Freemasons, which are linked to the Illuminati. One of the main reasons why this conspiracy theory has so much staying power is because the airport was much more expensive than they originally projected. So how was the airport completed? Uh, conspiracy theorists point to the Illuminati money, which some believe was used to finish DIA's construction in exchange for the secret society using the property. <laughs> Could you imagine being so rich that you're like, we're going to build a secret base? And you're like, cool. All right. Yeah. So it's going to be somewhere like, you know, where we can get to it pretty easily. No, you're going to have to drive through airport traffic every time we have yeah. a secret <laughs> meeting. Like, what? I, I, <laughs> I was thinking about that. You know, it's really conductive to like Illuminati meetings. It's just like, Anyway, so on our uh, world report of all the the <laughs> sorry, that's another plane taking off. Um, you know, we're just gonna wait for it to go. Uh, yeah, yeah, millions of people filter through mm-hmm. our base mm-hmm. on the daily. Okay, yeah, but that wouldn't people... <laughs> that wouldn't make it a high risk target if we were to break out. Not at all. That no. should that should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it wouldn't yeah. be like a, a target for right. all the nukes that right. everyone right. Like, that, that's one of those hiding in plain sight <laughs> kind of thing. But it's also like, I think they would just hide. Not that not plain, plain sight. sight. How about yeah. not plain sight? <laughs> How about hide somewhere where it's hidden? Yeah. Uh, number four, it's underground bunkers have... No, it's underground tunnels have bunkers. Rumors surrounding the apocalypse are probably some of the biggest conspiracy theories about the airport. Yes, there are underground tunnels in the airport, including a train that runs between concourses and a defunct automated baggage system, according to Reader's Digest. Mm. 
That's kind of interesting. But the true yeah. nature of the tunnels is believed to be more nefarious. Some have theorized that the tunnels also contain underground bus- bunkers, possibly built by lizard people or aliens, that will serve as a safe place for the world's elite during the apocalypse, according to the DIA website. So they think they're going full fallout shelter underneath this airport. Uh, I'm going to say I don't have the plans, but I don't think it's like the first Resident Evil movie where they have a giant underground structure under a mansion. Like, like <laughs> what? what it, it's one of those things where it's another flaw in it that it's like, okay, we want these bunkers to be secret. We don't, don't want anyone to know about it. But we're also going to cheap out and have the government taxpayers <laughs> pay for it like, to create a big old money trail. Yeah, it's a perfect, it's a perfect crime. Uh, Make it extra expensive. According to the Denver Post, other theories say that the tunnel also leads, leads directly to the North American Aerospace Defense Command, uh, which is located only about 100 miles south of the airport in Colorado Springs. However, it seems like an expensive mo- mode of the travel. Not to mention the DIA has only been open for about 25 years, and it could possibly take decades to construct a tunnel of that length, according to the Denver Post. 100 miles. 100, 100 miles. miles. Last Last uh, conspiracy theory. The artwork provides clues about the end of the world. There are a lot of weird pieces of art through the DIA, throughout the DIA as part of the airport's public art collection, besides the giant horse statue on Peña Boulevard. According to the Denver Post, some of these eerie artworks included murals uh, by artist Leo Tanguam, Tanguma, Tanguma uh, which some believe have alleged Nazi imagery in the murals as proof that the airport is somehow linked to a fascist secret society. In reality, mm. Tanguma's murals were all about world peace and healthy environment, according to the Denver Post. Though we can admit the murals are pretty terrifying to look out despite their hopeful messages. Hey, if you're out here trying to make hopeful art, stop making it so creepy to look at. Yeah, that's a failure. <laughs> that's, that's a failure. <laughs> that's a bad. I, you know what? When you come into the Logan International Bay Airport, which is Boston's airport, it is just like Mamadi Walsh or somebody just like, welcome to Boston. <laughs> it is we have the Red Sox. We got some fucking, like he says fucking. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, he, he goes, we got clam chowder. What else do you want? Huh? You want Go Sox. You know, welcome to Boston. Hi, I'm your mayor. Go Sox, Marty, Marty Go Walsh. Sox. Go Pats. Go Bill Pats Belichick Bruins. founded this city, and it's for <laughs> everyone to enjoy. Go Tom Brady. Oh, actually, fuck him now, okay? You gave King George a wedgie. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, so I we don't send, know why they're just we like, send let's Gronk, make this We sent Gronk into the other touchdown, and he spiked the ball right at King George. All right? <laughs> that's that's the real thing that happened. That is the God's honest truth. God's honest truth. Marty, what are you doing? <laughs> Mom, I'm making an advertisement for the airport. What do you Bush need an advertisement for the airport? <laughs> Your dinner's getting cold, Marty. Mom, I'm going to have it later. Oh, anyway, God. that's bo- some Boston fun. That's some Boston fun stuff for you. And that's This some- has been uh-huh. food uh-huh. and local Boston things uh-huh, has been yeah. this episode. Food and local Boston things. So that's basically food. the perfect podcast for me. Yeah. You know what would make uh, this better? What's that? George Costanza would probably love it because we're going to mix some food with some sex. Oh, baby. George, get, oh. get in here, George. Get in here, George. Well, these aren't, that, that implies that these are food based eroticas that I'm about to, to read descriptions for. But no, these are just regular run of the mill fantasy eroticas oh. here on Amazon Boring. Erotica. Just kidding. This is. This is a segment in which I go to Amazon and I look at the best sellers for 
erotica. Mm. And then I I read the descriptions to you because they're all fucking crazy. Mm. Anyway, this is a series by Lillian Lark. And it's the Monstrous Matches series. Ooh. And this <laughs> this first book is called Stalked by the Kraken. A Excuse monster me? romance. Mm-hmm. If you're stalked... Okay. Can I, have, <laughs> can, I have the, can I have the mic for a second? Yeah. If you're stalked by the Kraken, uh-huh. just move inland. <laughs> it's not that difficult. Oh, my one weakness, Kansas. Oh, no, oh. man. Why'd you have to live in Arizona? Come on. Because Krakens are, so, like, in my mind, Krakens are huge. So I'm just yeah. imagining him, like, on a pier, and he's just kind of peeking over. He's like, hey, I, I just kind of noticed you there. I noticed you are kind of cute. Uh, <laughs> you, you like bigger guys? What's going on? <laughs> But this is not any ordinary lady that he's trying to woo. This is a matchmaking witch. Oh. A, an ancient sea creature. I'm, I've started reading. And the sex contract they make. Welcome to the... <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty welcome. litigious already. Welcome to the love bathhouse, oh. where desire and acceptance are in the water. Oh, acceptance. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice to, that's to have nice. a little <laughs> acceptance. In Come this as world. you are. Now, this is one of those descriptions that like breaks it into the two. This is the thing I've noticed about erotica, where it has the two perspectives of the two perspective lovers, mm. but it does say the witch and then <laughs> the kraken. The kraken, <laughs> yeah, uh huh. But let's start with the witch. Celibacy is a bad look for a matchmaker. Especially a matchmaker <laughs> who works. Yeah, that is a pretty. <laughs> you can't get. Like, I, like, I listen. It works in theory. I've never actually practiced it though. Hello and welcome to Chateau Blanc. I will be your sommelier today. I have never been able to taste or smell, but I will recommend <laughs> all of your wines today. Now this one is a. It's a red, and uh-huh. um, it tastes like a grape, and uh, yeah. Um, I think it will pair well because of its red quality. Um, it that would be one hundred and fifty dollars for the bottle. Thank you very much. You know, if you said the word "nutty," it has a nutty kind of aroma or texture or whatever. I would have believed you. I would love to be able to say that, but I, as I said, I have never tasted wine in my life. <laughs> You know what? I like honesty. Here's the hundred. <laughs> Here's I'm gonna buy it. Oh my god! This is it. the first sale of my whole life. Incredible! 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 Especially a matchmaker who works at the kind of paranormal bathhouse that would have grandmothers clutching their pearls. Huh. I don't think. I think any like that's not a good description. I think, I think if you said paranormal anything, it would have grandmothers clutching their pearls. This, I think grand, this like is a the, sexy thing. This is the paranormal desk job. Ooh, oh my! I think grandmas would clutch their pearls at the lowest level of of sex, yeah, which of, is the hand job. Uh huh. So, like, if you if I said the word hand job mm-hmm. to my grandmother, uh, God rest her soul, she would probably go she like would clutch those pearls. Why? <laughs> and then she would die like Why? then and there. Why? Uh, a worse look is a matchmaker experiencing a crisis of confidence. I am that matchmaker. 
We need raw magic. Desperately. Oh, shit. You gotta get some raw magic. If you get that process magic, ugh, it's not the oh, same. And you know what? It, magic. It kind of like it feels like it coats in your mouth. Like, ugh, ah, it's bad. Gross. And now Fresh, never mis- frozen magic. A mysterious man walks into my office, offering me the exact solution I need. The problem is that he wants to be matched with me. Mm-hmm. Matching doesn't work for me. I find that out the hard way. Now let's see what the Kraken thinks about this. Yeah, let me know what the Kraken thinks about this. I saw her, <laughs> and the creature inside me wanted. What do you mean? In, what? Hey, <laughs> what do you mean the creature inside you? <laughs> the creature inside me what about wanted. The, what about the creature that is you? Inside me <laughs> wanted. Oh, okay, all right. All right. I remember when I went up to my girlfriend and I asked her out, and I said, "The creature inside me wanted." And you? Did you finish the sentence? No, it just wanted in general. In general, I saw her, and uh, she, she doesn't want a relationship. She says that the most we can have are the three nights she promised me. But the dark part of myself isn't going to let the woman who snared its attention go. I found her. I hunted her. She's mine. Mm-hmm. Stuck by the Kraken is a mis- monster romance that features tentacles. <laughs> I, thanks. I think I got that. Thank you. This book is a standalone and takes place in the same world as, and prior to the events of, Three of Hearts and some character crossover. Constant warning, book includes <sighs> reading behavior and mentions infertility. What do you, what do you mentions mean? <laughs> what do you mean? They, they like- do it. It's like the Age of Ultron Black Widow arc where she's like, I'm infertile. Anyway, let's get back to the movie. Listen, warning, gun fires bullets. All right. We've got to be warned about that. You got to be warned. Now, this is, I usually find one of the books, and then I find, like, the rest in the series. Mm -hmm. This is called Deceived by Gargoyles. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know you were Gargoyles, you dig, dig. Oh, man. Oh, man, I thought that rocky tush was was firm, but it's soft. Oh, Ah. jeez. Ah, dang it. A curvy librarian looking to start a family. Okay. A clan of gargoyles. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the deception no, no. that starts it all. No, no. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> this isn't anything. This is nothing. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> this is a curvy librarian and a pack of gargoyles. This is nothing. <laughs> it's like a pack of Dr. Tom as the gargoyles. <laughs> and they're just like, they're like, hey, lady, we heard you wanted a family. You can't. They have nothing to offer each other. <laughs> hey, don't worry. We we're made of stone, and we. I don't think we could jizz. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I've never <laughs> what tried. What the are they gonna do? I don't know what they can do. My family has always found me lacking. You know what start. really gets me? Uh, yeah, hot and heavy. My family has always been disappointed. Uh, from the way I dress, how I look, to the type of magic I have. I have poop magic. Oh, no, that's <laughs> the rest of my family have such clean magic, and I have dirty garbage magic. It's bad magic, and my family name is full of pomp and prestige, and I want nothing to do with it. I'm a witch that knows how how to set a goal, and I have one in mind. I want a real family. 
Dating is a travesty. All the suitors I meet are looking for connection to the family name I left behind. Oh, you're a pooping Meyer? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Oh, that's you, great you still news. in touch with your family <laughs> heir to the poop fortune incredible oh. your family runs all the sewage on the east coast they oh, thought what that a i fortune. was the chosen one no um i need help enter the matchmaker yeah i think this is from the last one uh mm-hmm. it seemed too good to be true that i can give her the list of traits i want in a partner and have my deepest desire answered um, but i'm out of options stony butt Huge yeah. nose, uh, little tiny wings, and unfuckable, ex- and ha- and lives extremely high up. I need yeah. all of those. Love, love comes along in the most unexpected ways. It's not that unexpected because you hired a matchmaker. You hired a witch matchmaker. You knew what you were getting into. Mm-hmm. From the very first moment I met, and please, uh, I'm not making this up. Elliot Bramblewick. Which Elliot is the most bramble dick, you say. Hi, I'm Elliot Bramblewick, and I'm just a plucky gargoyle. I, I am, I am. I am, I am. My father was a gargoyle. <laughs> I have hope, but he's tricky. I'm not, ex- that's not a great thing to say about a lover. He's tricky. <laughs> I'm not expecting him to. <laughs> I'm Elliot Ga- Bramblewick, got your nose, and I'm very tricky. <laughs> all the time. I am, I am. He's good with my only my nieces and nephews. Like other than that, he's he's just weird. Uh, I'm not expecting him to be hiding two other mates, mates who are also as alarmed and intrigued by my presence as I am by theirs. That's What's this great. behind your ear? That's my buddy Philip. I I'm Philip. I was behind your ear. <laughs> and I love that they just got into like a Mexican standoff where they're just like, uh, "Are are we dating? We're all dating him." Okay. He thinks I'm perfect fit for them, uh, but can I open open my heart and discard my list long enough to see if this family I'm this is the family I'm looking for? None of my lists and plans prepare me for being courted by three gargoyles. Holy moly! W- which is going to be on my head. My tombstone. sounds like hey, uh, sounds like a real shit matchmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, content warning: this book includes. Breeding, uh, uh, knots, size difference, which is the first time that I think I've read size difference, um, which is surprising. Lying and deception within an open relationship. But anyway, this is the last one, and uh, this is the shortest description of them all. It's literally four lines. Okay. And this is, but it has the best name, and I wish it was longer, because it's entranced by the basilisks. Entranced and by the basilisks. <laughs> I think that might be one of their powers, so I don't think mm. this is like impressive for them. All right, just doing their job. She opened the wrong book. This is Amelia's story and includes two love interests who were also in a relationship with each other. More description to come. The real estate will be moved up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, That's I don't it? think it's out though. Oh, no, pre-order with one click. Never mind. I, I saw it was on sale. All right, all right. Out. More description to come. We're going to have to keep our eyes on that. December 31st, 2022 is when it comes out. So if mm, put it on your calendar. Little Christmas, <laughs> little Christmas gift. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to cross off this episode on our calendar. Am I mm-hmm. right, Leo? <laughs> you can be right on that one. <laughs> okay. <sighs>
If you have any segments or just want to email us it, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter at Segment City, our YouTube, Segment City, and uh, leave us a review. Leave us a reading. We'd love to see it. If you like the, the podcast, recommend it to a friend. That helps us grow. Sure does. Yeah. And we'd like to give a big shout out to our good friend, Rachel Robinson. Thank you, Rachel. She does our intro music. And um, we're pretty we're pretty confident she's not a gargoyle. Pretty, pretty, pretty confident. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Disguise for a gargoyle. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Now, we will go on to our last segment. List of unusual deaths. This is, um, I think I skipped over this one. So okay. if I've already said this one, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I apologize. But um, this is Porcia Catonis. Catonis? I don't know. June 40, 43 BC to October 42nd BC. The daughter of Marcus Porcius Cato Eutysicinus, blah, and second wife of Marcus Unius Brutus, that's a much easier name, mm-hmm. according to ancient historians such as Cassio Dio and Paean, killed herself by swallowing hot coals. Yikes. Oh, that's bad. I don't like that. Oh. My, my favorite part of it, though, is it says, modern historians find this tale implausible. And yeah. this is the only, like, one of the few that I they're like, that. I call bullshit. Nah, I call bullshit on that. Like, what a painful way to, like... Do you think, like, bring me hot coals? And yeah. they're like, well, it's summertime. I don't know why she wants his hot coals. And she starts down them like they're popcorn. And uh, they're like, madam, just madam, stab no. yourself. Like, Jesus Christ. Listen, I know I'm going to burn myself slowly <laughs> from the inside out. Listen, it started by burning marshmallows, but I just couldn't get enough of that charcoal flavor. Oh, you know what? It <laughs> They say it charcoal so helps good. your skin. So you I know, thought fi- it might help you. Fire in, fire out. Am I right, guys? <laughs> I you know what? I've been, I've been having terrible indigestion and sometimes you got to overload yourself. You got to really right. Oh, <laughs> gross. We anyway, hope we haven't overloaded you. And we hope that we see you next week. We sure. hope that we didn't overload you. like yeah. this would be too much. I guess there are, like much. some people this might be too Just much. Just bust a gut. Like your grandmother oh. who would say, who would say, why, why? <laughs> no, my grandma probably would have laughed. I don't. I think she would have gotten uncomfortable if, if then again, she's one time. I don't know if I told this on the podcast. This is the last story of the podcast. Right. We were having a big family dinner at this like fish place that was in my hometown. And I remember my grandma, because it was my grandpa's birthday, I think. And my grandma stands up, does the little tink, tink, tink. Tink, 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 tink. I want you all to know that you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your horny grandfather. <laughs> Sits <heard> down. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. Mic Ever- drop. I'm like, did anyone else hear that? Like Got what? <laughs> whiplash looking around. Nobody said anything. Nobody like just no continued on. All right. But sometimes we you hope do you that. just continue on and we'll see you back here and in don't, a week. Don't acknowledge that you listen to this podcast. Don't acknowledge it. Never speak of it. Yeah. <laughs>